0: Welcome to the Catholics on campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now your host, Virginia Cook.
1: Perhaps one of the best kept secrets about college is that you will likely feel lonely. Yes, college is supposed to be the best time of your life, but most students will experience periods of loneliness that could affect their health and well-being. In 2017, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy called loneliness a public health epidemic. That statement made lots of headlines and raised concerns, but it probably wasn't until the COVID-19 pandemic when everyone around the world got a personal dose of loneliness. It was during the pandemic that we all started to understand its harmful effects. While people might recognize that loneliness is an issue related to the elderly, you might be surprised to know that it's a common occurrence with young people as well. A survey conducted by the American College Health Association found that about two-thirds of female students, 67%, and over half of male students, 54%, had felt very lonely in the past 12 months. This podcast will explore what is loneliness, how we measure it, explore what leads us to be more or less socially connected, the effects of loneliness on individuals, groups, and societies, and touch on what we can learn from Jesus' teachings about community. We'll explore the educational benefit of social connectedness and what we can do to get Catholics on campus more connected. So first, let's let let's define and describe loneliness. Webster's Dictionary defines loneliness as being without company, cut off from others, or sad from being lonely. It's a circumstance or a state of being, and it's a feeling. Loneliness and isolation threaten a person's mental and physical health and well-being. Being lonely for a long time tends to distort our thinking processes. Lonely people can develop paranoia, depression, anxiety, and other disordered thinking, the chronically lonely often come to expect that they will remain lonely indefinitely, that they will be ignored or rejected by others, and that they choose to selectively remember other times when they were rejected or lonely. Feeling lonely can also cause people to adopt unhealthy lifestyle behaviors like poor diet, smoking, or substance abuse. Basically, it's a downward spiral. Researchers have summed up the effects of loneliness this way. They say lacking social connection is as dangerous as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness is fueled by limited social connection. So what is social connection? It's not just determined by the number of close relationships you have with others. It also includes the number of relationships in general, the variety of relationships, and the frequency of your interaction with others. For example, for Catholics on campus, do you have relationships with your roommates or other people that you live with? Do you have relationships with your classmates? What about co-workers on your job? What about your family members, faculty members, or people in the organizations that you've joined? Social connection Also includes the function of your relationship, that is the degree to which you can rely on others for various needs. So for example, do you have someone you could call if you need a ride to Mass? Or do you have somebody that you could sit with at Mass? If you were sick and needed someone to pick up a meal for you and bring it to your room, do you have someone to ask? If you had to make a decision about a personal concern, who would you go to? Another aspect of social connection is the quality of relationships and interactions that you have. For instance, are the relationships you have positive or helpful or satisfying? Do your interactions that you have recharge your batteries and get you excited for the next day? Or do they drain you? Sometimes you might find that you are surrounded by individuals who are negative or unhelpful. It's likely you enjoy spending time with some friends more than others. You might ask yourself why you stay friends with some people when the quality of relationship does not enrich you. Of course, there are many studies that suggest that spending time on social media have a negative impact on the quality of your relationships and detract you from connection to others. When we think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, foundational human needs like food, water, shelter are at the bottom of the pyramid. Love and sense of belonging with friends and family are in the middle of the pyramid and are critical to developing positive self-esteem and higher-level thinking and self-actualization, which is at the top of the pyramid. A 2023 U.S. Surgeon General report called Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation highlighted some national trends for social connection over the past 20 years or so from 2003 to 2020. They noted that social isolation has increased with household family engagement decreasing about five hours a month. Companionship has decreased about 14 hours a month. Social engagement with friends has decreased 20 hours per month. And non-household family social engagement has decreased 6.5 hours per month. And social engagement with others has decreased about 10 hours per month. Additionally, the Surgeon General's report noted that in 2020, less than half of Americans, about 47%, said they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. This number is down from 70% in 1999, and it's the first time participation in faith organizations has fallen below 50%. Now also think about this fact that Americans are spending more time alone. Nearly half of US adults are single, 46% were never married they're divorced or widowed, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, and 27.6 percent of all American households were one-person households in 2020. That's more than triple the figure in 1940, which was 7.7 percent. And what are people doing while they're alone, besides sleeping and personal care? They are consuming social media gaming, watching television or streaming sources like YouTube and TikTok, as well as many are spending more time commuting to school or going back and forth to work. Of course, we can assume college students spend at least a few hours each day studying, but time spent eating or exercising could be done alone or with others. As Catholics on campus, we should also add in time for prayer, reflection, attending mass, and participating in religious activities. But we'll return to that point in a little bit. Now, Dr. Jeremy Noble, a Harvard Medical School professor and author of the book Project Unlonely, Healing Our Crisis of Disconnection, says that there are three types of loneliness, psychological, social, and existential. Psychological loneliness is experienced when people feel like they don't have anyone to confide in or trust. Societal loneliness is feeling systemically excluded because of a characteristic including gender, race, or disability. And existential or spiritual loneliness comes from feeling disconnected from oneself. Dr. Noble says that people can have all of these types of loneliness at the same time. He points out that loneliness is experienced throughout a person's lifespan, and it can spiral as a result of trauma, illness, and the effects of aging. can also exa- be exacerbated by technology taking the place of human interaction, which helps explain why young people report the highest rates of loneliness. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Noble's Project lonely I've provided a link to their website in the show notes. Now, Researchers at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, measure loneliness with a loneliness scale, which was developed in 2004. Now, they ask respondents three questions. How often do you feel that you lack companionship? How often do you feel left out? And how often do you feel isolated from others? The responses can be, one, hardly ever, two, some of the time, or three, often. The sum of the responses for these three questions can range from three to nine with greater scores suggesting more loneliness. So think about your sense of loneliness right now. Write down your responses to these questions with one being hardly ever, two being some of the time, or three being often. In the past three months, how often have you felt that you lack companionship? How often do you feel left out? How often do you feel isolated from others? Consider that insight as we explore loneliness in the remainder of this episode. If your level of loneliness is low, you might find this information helpful for someone you know who is experiencing loneliness. If you rate high for loneliness, I encourage you to start using some of these strategies described here to increase your sense of connection to others. So if loneliness is a lack of social connection, how can we build social connections to overcome and prevent loneliness? Let's start with the personal or individual level. First, be intentional about building social connections. If you are living on campus, the first step is to get to know your roommate or the people that you live with. This includes the people outside of your immediate suite, such as the people next door to you or the people living on floors other than your own. A really simple way to do this is to attend events sponsored by your resident assistant. If your RA has a group me or other way of communicating with everyone, be sure to join that group and get involved. Make an effort to eat lunch or dinner with someone every day. It could be a spontaneous happening or something that you plan ahead, whichever is easiest for you. If you are a member of a fraternity or sorority or some other club on campus, make an effort to have meals together with members of that group. If you live At home and commute, you will also want to be intentional about getting together with classmates or other friends on campus while you are on campus. It is easy to make the excuse that you need to drive home, but time spent with others will benefit you socially and academically. Remember, everyone wants to make friends, and few people are willing to extend themselves to invite others to do things. When you make an effort to grow and nurture your relationships, others will appreciate your initiative and will likely reciprocate. If they don't reciprocate, keep in mind that it's not a negative reflection on you. If there isn't a connection, just keep on moving and keep trying. You will want to get to know people from different backgrounds and experiences other than your own so that you can expand on understanding others and developing unique relationships. You can increase your interactions with people different from you by volunteering in the community, performing service on campus, attending group fitness programs, or even just developing a new hobby. On campus, of course, you will want to be involved with a Catholic student center or local parish. Many of them have vibrant communities that serve campus Catholics. This is a great place to develop intergenerational relationships with older community members or even older college students. If you have an interest in civic engagement, consider participating in local government activities, school board meetings, or local town halls that could be another way to make connections and meet people. Whatever you find yourself getting involved in, be sure that you share your experiences with your parents or other adults in your life. They want to know how you are doing and can help you if you are struggling to find positive connections. Lastly, when you are interacting with people, it's really critical that you are present to them and minimize your distractions during the conversation. For instance, keep the phone in your pocket or purse instead of leaving it on the table so you won't be tempted to pick it up at a moment where there's silence in the middle of a conversation. Researchers have helped us understand that there are many educational benefits of social connectedness. Students who feel more connected to others are more likely to have lower levels of anxiety and depression. They also have higher self-esteem, greater empathy for others, and are more open to trusting and cooperating with them. Students who feel more connected to others can have more positive attitudes towards themselves, towards others, and tasks, including enhanced self-efficacy, confidence, persistence, empathy, connection, and commitment to school, and having a sense of purpose. And finally, students who feel more connected to others have fewer conduct problems and risk-taking behavior. In short, a feeling of belonging is a key predictor of high student engagement, retention, and graduation and success in college. Now Catholics on campus can work to reduce loneliness at the community level by choosing your campus leadership roles or at the parish level to provide opportunities to build connections with others. Part of my role on campus is to advise a student organization whose sole purpose is to build community within our academic program. Our student leaders offer large and small social activities nearly every day of the week during the fall and spring semester. Their activities include monthly birthday parties, game nights, tailgates during football season, arts and crafts events, intramural sports, formals, and so much more. Their goal is to provide something for everyone throughout the semester. The social interactions provide opportunities for students to have meaningful shared experiences, to relax, have fun, and just enjoy each other's company. Another thing you can do at the community level is to get to know some faculty members. They can give you advice related to your major, future career interests, and also be supportive and a mentor to you for scholarships, graduate school applications, or job recommendations. You might be surprised to know that some faculty are also nervous about talking with students. If your faculty member still offers office hours, take them up on it because very few students do that nowadays. You could also arrive early or stay late after class and talk with a faculty member for a few minutes. Especially in larger classes, it's rare that students will hang out and ask a question. The more you do that, the more the faculty member will remember you and be available to talk with you outside of class. If you are a member of a student organization that plans events, you could also invite the faculty members to speak at your club or to come to a social event. I would add the same could be said for getting to know people who run your residence hall or your academic advisors that you only see once a semester or the campus clergy that you work with at your Catholic student organization. All of these people got into higher education because they love working with college students and they are here to serve you. So take advantage of the opportunity to get to know them. Societies suffer when their citizens are lonely and separated. As the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. Did you know that this phrase comes from the Psalms of King David? Actually, it's Psalm 31 verses 11 and 12, which say, I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances, Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. So who was kept out of sight in our society? People with disabilities, moms or dads returning to college and taking classes online at home while raising children or caring for aging family members. Could be first-generation college students with no support system. What about foster kids who have aged out of the system and are struggling to attend or complete college? Students working two jobs to afford college and have no extracurricular activities. What about homeless college students struggling to find stable internet connections so they can turn in an assignment? Or students who live with food insecurity and go to class hungry and therefore less productive. Could also be thinking about people living in violent communities where it's not safe to leave their homes at night. People who are bullied or shunned because of their appearance or their status in society. The list could go on, but I think you get the point. On May fifth, 2016, at a prayer vigil at the Feast of the Ascension, Pope Francis said this about loneliness. Quote, At times like these, more than ever, we need the reasons of the heart which alone can help us understand the mystery which embraces our loneliness. How much sadness we see in so many faces all around us. How many tears are shed every second in our world. Each is different, but together they form, as it were, an ocean of desolation that cries out for mercy, compassion, and consolation. The bitterest tears are those caused by human evil. The tears of those who have seen a loved one violently torn from them, the tears of grandparents, mothers and fathers, children, eyes that keep staring at the sunset and find it hard to see the dawn of a new day. Pope Francis went on to say, we need the mercy, the consolation that comes from the Lord. All of us need it. This is our poverty. This is also our grandeur to plead for the consolation of God, who in his tenderness comes to wipe the tears from our eyes. That is just beautiful. Now, earlier I suggested that Catholics on campus can make more time for prayer, reflection, attending mass, and participating in religious activities to address loneliness. One of the amazing aspects of our faith is the emphasis on community. God knows that humans cannot thrive when we are alone. That's why God gave Eve to Adam. That is why Jesus paired up his apostles when he sent them to evangelize and heal people. It is why St. Paul spent so much time writing to early Christian communities advising them on how to live together and abide by Jesus' teachings. Our rich Catholic tradition is built around helping others in our community, whether they are Catholic or not. In the Beatitudes, Jesus reminded us that the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are hungry or thirsty, or the persecuted will all be blessed. When you think about it from a lens of loneliness, it's all the people who are outside the general community that often feel shunned or set aside, and it's not fair that they are lonely and isolated. The more Catholics on campus can do to reach out to the lonely and isolated, the more we will be blessed. Catholics on campus can be the face of Christ to the lonely. Also, Catholics can remind those who feel lonely that they are actually never truly alone. The very last sentence in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said, and know that I am with you always until the end of the world. Not only is Jesus with us, But he also sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide, our advocate, to be present with us each day. By living on earth, Jesus understood that loneliness and despair the humans experience and when they are isolated, shunned, or forgotten. In his compassion, he made sure that our souls embodied in this world for only a short time always could count on him and the Holy Spirit for companionship, encouragement, and love. God's love for us shines through in these two Bible verses. Isaiah 41:10 puts it simply. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Deuteronomy 31:6 encourages us, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. If you would like to learn more about what Catholics on campus can do to address loneliness, I encourage you to read The Catholic Guide to Loneliness, How Science and Faith Can Help Us Understand It, Grow From It, and Conquer It. This is by Dr. Kevin Yost from Sophia Institute Press in 2017. Dr. Vost was the author of over two dozen books on Catholicism and went to his eternal rest in April 2023. God rest his soul. His book is on my reading list for this year, so I can continue to dive into this topic even more. I would like to wrap up this episode with a prayer on loneliness by St. Faustina of Poland. Her poem is entitled Jesus, Friend of a Lonely Heart. It goes like this. Jesus, friend of a lonely heart, you are my haven. You are my peace. You are my salvation. You are my serenity in moments of struggle and amidst an ocean of doubts. You are the bright ray that lights up the path of my life. You are everything to a lonely soul. You understand the soul even though it remains silent. You know our weaknesses, and like a good physician, you comfort and heal, sparing us sufferings. Expert that you are. Amen. Well, that's all for today, my friends. If you have found this episode helpful, please like and share it with friends and follow my podcast for future episodes. Mary Untire of Knots, pray for us. Until next time, my friends, God bless you.
0: If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.